Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, it's the final home game day of the season. The Senators hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. And they're coming off a huge 7-4 win up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, as the boys say, let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling and we'll recap a fantastic weekend. Plus, who is the Ottawa Senators nominee for the Masterton Award? This episode is brought to you by Farm to Fork. Visit farm2forkdelivery.ca and taste the Farm to Fork difference. Use promo code SENDS40 and get $40 off your first order. You will never go back to grocery store meats. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. For Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome inside episode 774 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of our nation's capital in Ottawa, Ontario, alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Senators is also available on YouTube. Today is Monday, April 10th and Pillsy. Not only are we now 10-0-1 with boots on the ground together since the podcast started, but I think I'm 0 for 11 on having a voice the next day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were uh, you were better this time than you were for the home opener. That's for sure. The Swayman chance got the better of you in the home opener. But uh, we let Brian Elliott hear it as well. Definitely, he uh, he knows we were right behind him. But that was just an absolute blast of a weekend. I mean, a 7-4 game, as Aleem's Martian would say. We got to hear the horn 11 times in that one. And a lot of the goals were scored in our end as well. So it was just an absolute blast. And we can't thank everyone enough that uh, said what up to us and uh, gave us some kind words. Uh, I, I will uno reverse card that on you guys and say no. Thank you guys for supporting the show and uh, being so kind to us. It's it's, it's my second home, Ross, Ottawa, and I, I barely spend any time there, but it feels like a homecoming trip for me, and uh, I love it every time. We made the most of the 48 hours. We'll get into that, but you mentioned all the goals at our end of the ice, including the first career NHL goal for Igor Sokolov. It was his 11th game. We tweeted out at Send Central, called our shot. Yep. Igor will score his first goal, and damn, was it a beauty. It was, it was so nice. I mean, he better send uh, a nice little bottle of wine or something to Chernak for just that complete giveaway. He just slips on the face-off dot. That was locked on Senators throwing the banana peel out there. Yeah, literally. Or someone had the sniper rifle out there and just Woo! got him right in the skates and uh, he was out. And I- Igor uh, made a good comment after. He's like, if you guys watch me play, you know I never go five-hole on a breakaway, but... That time he decided to, and it was just an absolute beauty. Like, I feel like for most people, your first NHL goal, usually it's just a tip or you bang in a greasy rebound or, or just just a kind of a nonchalant goal. Igor gets his in style at home. And, oh, yeah, Ross, it was also the game-winning goal. Not Ooh. a big deal. So good, man. Not only that, everyone's talking about that, rightfully so. Hey, we're leading with it, too. But you want to see what Igor's development has brought to the NHL and why I believe next year he will be a full-time NHLer. 
Watch his angles and how he gives Julian Gauthier so much room on Gauthier's goal, the opening goal of the game. It's a two-on-one, but not really because the defenseman is pinched so close and like the second, Igor's kind of driving the lane. So it's not a classic traditional two-on-one where there's space to operate. Everything is all tight. So what does Igor do? Instead of trying to like like get open where it's not realistic, he takes his stick and pushes the defender's stick away to give Gauthier that extra split second that he needs full speed to move closer and get a better shot off. And, oh, boy, he can rip the pill. Goes upstairs on Brian Elliott. We had a perfect view of that. But just absolutely love the compete level from him. And this is this is a great sign for him going into an offseason where he needs a new contract, and he's ready. You know what I looked up, Pilsy? Yeah. Igor Sokolov is second in Belleville Sens history in games played. Like he's he's who has more? Come on. You know who has more. Defenseman. He was there when we were there. He played like the first three years straight. You're gonna hate me when you when you don't get this. I don't know. Jordan Asperol? Murray. Oh Jordan. Murray. Oh, nice. Right. Oh wow. Holy, that's a throwback. So Jordan Murray has 169 games for Belleville. And then Igor and Cole Reinhardt, the COVID boys coming in, right? They played their first season in Ottawa with Belleville, but they're at 166 each. So people okay. are like, oh, slow and steady. Like Igor's played in Belleville. This guy's he's led the team the in scoring. In. He led yeah. the team in goals. Now he's leading the team in points. What more do you want? By the way, was also named MVP for the Belleville Sense season just on Friday. So huge weekend for Igor. Glad we got to celebrate. You never know who you're going to see at the Glebe Central Pub. We told you guys to come. So um, great, great night getting to celebrate Igor's first of many National Hockey League goals. But Pilsy, I'm sure people were wondering how how the night was in Club Bell. That was a, a different experience, eh? Ross, I still got my Club Bell uh, wristband <laughs> on here. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's right here. It's right here. I, well, Ross, I'm just going to keep this on so next season I can just rock up to the Club Bell and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, you're in. Um, <laughs> but honestly, what a game changer. Like, that is a whole different experience. I think Ross might have bankrupted uh, Golden the, Palace. the Golden Palace egg roll fund for that one. It was uh, <laughs> quite impressive how many egg rolls he ate, I got to say. Uh, it, the over-under was at around 13, and he smashed that over. Um, yeah, it was just... Other than... I don't love that area of the rink to watch a game, especially, Ross, you and I are a bit uh, tall guys, so where we're sitting... Our eyesight is directly where the glass and the net meets. So I had to kind of do like one of these when they're all the way in the other end. But apart Mar- from Mar- Martian was already doing that for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was swimming in Lake Lalima pretty soon uh, as the game started. But uh, apart from that, it's just an incredible experience. And um, the food was great. Getting served right at your seat is awesome. So I don't know if I'll be able to go back to the regular experience after that one. But now, nah, actually, take that back quickly. We are the people's pod. We want to be up with the people. Uh, definitely for the home opener, we're going to try to sell more than a thousand tickets like we did last time. So look out for that. Yeah, three nineteen, three twenty are, are my favorite spots to uh, to watch the game up with the people. But a great experience. Glad we got to share that with Jack Richardson, who will join us tonight on the postcast and the Leams Martian as well. I knew we were in one Pilsy. When they serve me my drink in an actual glass, you know how you just get like the plastic cups over oh, fancy. In, in the in the general admission area. You're like, wait, I gotta carry this glass. And you know what else they do, Pilsy? 
No second intermission cutoff. They're serving you until the final whistle. And if you want to see what that created, go check out the (laughs) brief postcast after the game. Yeah, that was uh, that was a postcast uh, for the ages. It was a blast. Yeah, exactly. We just wanted to have some fun, and and that's what we were able to do. And it's great. The Sens won. I'm not even kidding, by the way. We are 10-0-1. I went back and grabbed all the, the screenshots from the game and made sure we were right. We checked it twice. That pesky overtime loss against Chicago for Chris Neal retirement night, the only blemish on our otherwise perfect record. So, Devin, Sens, you guys want to hit some season tickets up for us? We're ready. Just let us know. We'll, we'll be around. Yeah, that would be incredible. I would definitely make some more trips to Ottawa if we had season tickets. But uh, what a game. My so so obviously, Igor Sokolov's the main story. Yes. Baby Shark plays. And that's just such a heartwarming moment for us. Like Timmy Superstar's obviously caught on pretty well. The K-Train has caught on. The Nodak sends. But Sharkolov is a Locked On Senators original. We love that it's caught on to the point where they played the Jaws music after yep. the opening face-off after he scored. Like It's so awesome, the community that's built around the team and uh, how Sens DJ, Alex Marchand, and, and others kind of play in with us for that. So that was the main story, obviously, of the game on Saturday. But give me a subplot that really interests you. Was it the entire fourth line getting a goal? Yeah, that's the thing. That fourth line, we talk about it, Ross. Secondary scoring is so tough to come by. Yeah, that was a heavy fourth line. But they got speed. Julian Gauthier, a fast guy. Mark Kaslik, fastest player on the team. And Igor Sokolov, the the narrative that he's slow. No, he just he scored a breakaway goal for his first goal. Come on. Um, but the thing about that too, Ross, is all those goals were beauties. We talked about it. We had the best seats in the house. Talk about uh, sitting in a weird spot for the game. We had the oh, best seats yeah. in the house for the Julian Gauthier goal. That was an absolute bullet. That and the Casty one. No chance. And then Casty was a similar, uh, similar circumstance. And then Igor uh, was a great goal as well. So, that's what you want to see from the the bottom six here. And there's no reason why those three can't all just run it back and, and be a good line next year. No, well, there's one reason why they can't do it tonight. DJ Smith has changed the winning lineup. Can you believe that? Yeah, I that is very surprising. But uh, I think we need to see more of the, that trio moving forward. That was uh, It's a good mix of uh, styles of play there. 100%, but also playoff hockey. You want some big bodies that are going to play 8, 12 minutes, that type of range, and, and they've got that in spades. And How about just the ice in Casty's veins coming down and uh, Tampa had just scored to make it a one-goal game, make it interesting, and allow Igor to have that game winner. But he just came down, and, and the confidence from him, I, I like that growth in Casty's game because we've said it all along. Like He could be the perfect fourth-line center that just snaps back face-offs kills penalties is a mutant to play against and could beat you up if you want to play that style but if he can add a shot to his resume that that can beat goalies clean remember this guy scored 50 goals in junior he's he's used to being a goal scorer at lower levels i think that could just open some options up for the ottawa senders when injuries become inevitable as well casty will move up to the third line tonight we'll have a full game day preview but coming out after the break pierre dorian loves winners and a sense prospect and friend of the show is now a winner So we'll get to that. Plus, who's a nominee for the Ottawa Senators for the Bill Masterton Award? We'll get into all that coming up on the other side. You're listening to Locked On Senators. 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. They are the number one sportsbook in North America. They are the trusted online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and for a good reason. I love the FanDuel Sportsbook app, Ross. It's simple, safe, secure, easy to use, and you're always able to find some sort of bet on there, whether it's money line, puck line, player props, total spread. Ross, I was one for one on my fan duel bets for that game. I bet the over, and boy, did that over hit here in that goal horn 11 times. So it's just absolutely awesome. So you can do that as well if you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. And if you're a new customer, this is the time for playoffs. Why not get set up? You got a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. And if you're in the parlay game like I used to be, you can get a bigger chance at a bigger payout with same game parlay. So, guys, check it out today. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NHL. Today's episode is also brought to you by one of our favorite sponsors. It's Farm to Fork. My parents were actually just putting in their Farm to Fork delivery order Ooh. this morning. And, of course, I told them to use promo code SENS40 for 40 dollars off because it's their first of many orders at farm to fork what is farm to fork farm to fork is a premium meat and seafood delivery service first and foremost absolutely delicious the reviews tell the story for that 5.0 average review stars and that is out of five all natural antibiotic and hormone free and they're ethically raised the meats are flash frozen after being hand cut at the butcher's table and this makes for that much more freshness then, I mean, grocery stores don't even get me started. But do you know how long your meat's been sitting there at the grocery store? Well, we can tell you the products at Farm to Fork are individually vacuum packed. So you only take out what you need. It's free and convenient delivery. Literally stay in your sweats, save money on gas, save time, especially, you know, we're getting this weird weather right now. You don't want to be stepping in puddles and all that. Just receive notifications on your phone as it is nearing your home. And you can head to farm2forkdelivery.ca. Use the number two, farm2forkdelivery.ca, and taste the farm to fork difference. You got to head there. Use the limited time offer. Send 40 promo code for $40 off. And when you go to their website, they've got all sorts of specials right there for you. The tomahawk pork chops down $20 off. And then you add on Sends 40. Like, come on, let's go. So go check them out. farm 2 fork delivery. And taste the farm to fork difference. You will never go back to grocery store meats. All right, Pilsy. What a night. What a game. What a weekend in Ottawa. We saw our friends at the Glebe Central Pub after the game. Great live music. We suck at darts, but we still played. Yeah, fair. Yeah. And the drinks were just flowing. We were having an absolute time. They've got the shot ski. Can't beat that. The ski shot is fun. Yeah. Is it shot ski or ski shot? Ski shot. I, I like shot ski better because it's almost like a, hey, shot ski. You know, like a brewski. Like having mm-hmm. a brewski, having a shot ski. Yep. I the like only that. problem is hopefully when you do it, you know what's in it. Because I wasn't expecting it to be the V word. Yeah, we got a surprise. That's for sure. <laughs> that was a surprise. Uh, what wasn't a surprise was that Shoreham Palace was delicious that we had on the way home. 
yeah, Ross, uh, we'll uh, we'll get to our friends at Storm Palace later. But I remember telling you, I was like, get me a wrap. But like, honestly, I'll probably have like just a couple bites. Uh, yeah, I demolished that wrap. That nothing hits better after a night on the town than a quick chicken shawarma wrap to finish things off. So good, man. Ottawa rules, too. The food scene here is so You probably great. still haven't finished your platter. I did. I finished oh, you it right finally after you finished left. it. Okay. Yeah, right after you left yesterday, it was game over for that that platter. But that's why Shoreham Palace rules. And yeah, we'll get to them because we got lots of hockey to discuss. But I do want to give a shout out to where we went for brunch on Saturday. The Manx Pub. All-time little hole in the wall. Go down the stairs. Little like cavernous area. But my God, that scratch kitchen, those eggs, Benny Benny were awesome. No free ads, but those biscuits, my goodness, I I could put those in my back pocket, carry them around with me all day for sure. (laughs) So great stuff there. We got a game day preview coming up as well. But Pilsy, Derek Broussard is the Ottawa Senators Masterton Award nominee, comes into camp on a PTO, makes it through 60 plus games, including his thousandth where he scores two goals. And then, of course, he has to now battle through a broken fibula. But all in all, I'd say a very deserving nominee for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and the thing, Ross, is he did all this with class, right? Like, they they offered him a PTO, and he says, all right, I want to play in Ottawa. I'm going to give this my best chance. They sign him. And right away, he talks to the reporters, and he says, I'm not expecting anything. I uh, the management and coach have been very clear with me that, you know, nothing is guaranteed. I'm, I'm just going to do my part. I'm going to be here for the boys. I'm going to be a veteran leader on this team. And he ends up getting thrown into situations that he probably was not ready for. I mean, second line center for a good amount of time, uh, playing second power play minutes. And he did it all up to a standard. You would expect a guy like Derek Bassard to do it. And it's, so, so unfortunate that he wasn't able just to ride out the last couple of games and uh, go off into the sunset hap- uh, healthy, sorry. But we're we're rooting for him and that he has a good recovery in the offseason, that's for sure. Totally. At 35 years old, you wonder if he's going to put himself through the training that would be necessary to even get another PTO type thing. But I can tell you that this guy, over 200 games with the Ottawa Senators, almost one of those Giroux stat lines, 201 games with Ottawa? exactly 100 points so um hit that milestone with the senators and this guy the perseverance started before this year it really started when things went south in pittsburgh and he went from pittsburgh to florida to colorado all in one year then he goes to long island actually has kind of a rejuvenant season there with 32 points in 66 games then goes on to arizona then goes to philly and edmonton last year Healthy scratch for all but one game in Edmonton's run to the conference finals. And then, yeah, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to come back to Ottawa and and score the most goals you've scored in a season since 2018-19. So great story. Obviously a a bittersweet ending in terms of the injury. But, man, what a breath of fresh air. And with the Josh Norris injury so early in the year, like he had to step up and play a role that I don't think anyone expected. Like the game I went to in Winnipeg when Timmy was out, he was the number one center and he was wearing an A. Yeah, like, that's so wild. Oh my God. I mean, the game didn't go great, but at the same time, like <laughs> you're looking at it as a guy who's coming in on a PTO, healthy scratch the first five games of the mm-hmm. year. And then all of a sudden he's the number one center in a, in a, in a game. So uh, credit to Derek Broussard. And from everything that we've heard from 
Uh, Mark Mathod, obviously, who knows him going yep. way back. I, I think he's probably the best guy to speak on it from growing up in the Columbus organization together, even before that, growing up in Ottawa together, then the Columbus organization, then playing together, making it to the conference finals with Ottawa, uh, with the Senators in the NHL. It's, uh, it, from his words, it's just the, the kind of guy who just lives, breathes, sleeps hockey. And um, even if he's not playing, this guy is going to be around the game. And I think Ottawa would be very smart to bring him in as a development staff or really if he wants to be a scout, if he wants to be whatever he wants to do, I think he'll be good at it in uh, an off-ice capacity in an NHL role. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, the, the Sens are doing a much better job of – not only welcoming back alumni, but finding the right roles for them. I think it's it's one thing just to have alumni come back, but you want it to be like this isn't just a, a fancy press release where we take photos smiling and holding a jersey. Like we we believe that you have something to offer to this team and we want you around. So I think Derek Broussard would be another great example of a guy that could help this organization uh, past his playing career. Totally, totally. So obviously there's tons of great nominees. The Masterton Award, the last Ottawa Senator to win it was Craig Anderson, who did so in 2017. He is also nominated, by the way. He's Buffalo's nominee. Each team team gets a nomination for this award. So it's 32 very well-deserving people that get this. And um, Ottawa, obviously, in the past has had had people who have won the whole thing. But uh, right now you're looking at kind of some some great storylines um, that come last year it was Carey Price battling through uh, off ice uh, turbulence as well as coming back from hip surgery. So yeah. he got to win there. Oscar Lindblom the year before that battling cancer, coming back and playing. Sorry, I can't believe I, I messed this up. My bad. The Senators actually have two. Okay, winners. I was gonna say yeah because I had forgotten Bobby Ryan. My goodness, Masterton Award yeah. uh, winner there, and we also had a Masterton Award winner on the show two weeks ago. Who was that? Jamie McLennan. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, look up that story. My yeah, goodness. That's a wild one. Yeah. For he, sure. he was in the hospital. Like he, he thought yeah. it was over. Yep. Wild, wild. So great. It's, it's one of the, the most prestigious trophies. I'd say, obviously there's like the MVP. There's the best of the best when you look at on ice, but this gotta be right up there in terms of prestige that comes with it. Cause it just shows determination. It shows perseverance, sportsmanship and dedication to ice hockey. So um, all deserving candidates. You can check out the full list online, but Derek Broussard will represent the Ottawa Senators. Pillsy, before we get to our game day preview, stick taps are in order. Stick taps. Oscar Pedersen went back to the J20 league in Rogla and they just won the championship today. He gets an assist in the final game. So great to see. Great guy. We've got to have him on uh, now that he's celebrating that, but Awesome to see they get the win there and sends prospects posting. Obviously, the the highlight of their championship. He had three points in four games after joining for the playoff push. That's what Pistol Pete does. I mean, he's uh, throw him in any situation with any team in any league, and he seems to find success. So yeah, we're happy for our guy. Pierre Dorian loves winners. Let's get to how the Sens can win tonight's game right after a quick word. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Shawarma Palace. You know how much we love our friends at Shawarma Palace. I was just there the other night. And of course, they looked at me. They saw the Send Central podcast t-shirt. And they said, you want extra garlic, don't you? I said, of course I do. Because I live, breathe 
oh, maybe breathe slowly after you have a couple of the shawarma palace garlic <laughs> sauces. But my God, so delicious. Pillsy, tell me about that wrap. Like you take that first bite of a shawarma palace wrap and it's life changing. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned, like I was, it was the end of the night. I was like, ah, I'm not that hungry. Like I'm, I just kind of want to wind down and go to bed here. But once I opened up that wrap and, and had a bite, I got a good pick, pickled turnip bite, the first oh, bite, Ross, nice. that crunch, that nice pickled vinegar taste. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, this it's a bad day to be a shawarma palace chicken wrap, that's for sure. So I finished that off pretty quickly, which for me is impressive. I'm a slow eater, and I dummied that one. And you can find shawarma palace basically everywhere in Ottawa, whether you're in Orleans, whether you're in the South End, on Bank Street, near Hunt Club. They're never too far away but i can tell you if you would like to have it delivered to you you can go to uber eats and find shawarma palace available on uber eats there's nine ottawa locations and i'm telling you that it is more economical than growing to a grocery store they have so much quantity and quality with each bite of your shawarma palace shawarma palace really is the best place to eat in ottawa it is the best for multiple reasons but also because it's got the stamp of longevity 1997 shawarma palace open and now they are continuing their love for the ottawa senators as well so go check them out shawarma palace let them know that locked on senators sent you it's shawarma palace sends game days taste better at shawarma palace all right pilsy ah the hurricanes again Senators playing the Carolina Hurricanes for the second time in four games. They went Carolina, Florida, now home to Tampa. Got the win against the Lightning. And much like the Lightning, the Hurricanes are struggling a little bit right now. Four, five, and one in their last 10 games, Pills. Yeah, but uh, don't get it twisted. They still have something to play for as they're still battling for that first spot in the Metro. The Devils are only a point behind them. So this isn't just, uh, hey, we're clinched, we're all good, we're just coasting off into the playoffs here. There's big implications because I I think uh, it'd be pretty clear if you ask them, hey, do you want to finish first and uh, play one of the wildcard teams or go up against probably the New York Rangers? So that's one where you want to be first in the division. So these points matter for the Hurricanes. Well, you know how we talk about getting teams on the on the second half back-to-back with travel, all that? Well, maybe the Sens can get a tired Coach Rod Brindamore. And I know that he's one of those guys who's a workout freak. I'm sure he'll be tip-top shape behind the bench. But he, after his the afternoon game in Buffalo, so he went from Buffalo, caught a flight to Tampa, watched his son win the oh, national right. championship yep. with Quinnipiac. They beat Minnesota in the final and then flew right back to Ottawa on Sunday to meet the team. So a busy 48 hours for Ottawa native Rod Brindamore. Congrats to son Skyler on winning the natty. But um, obviously that's dedication. That's just being a good parent, but um, he's an obviously an awesome coach. And I mentioned this uh, to Igor as well. And he's like, yeah, I agree. But when you watch them play defense, every, it's, it's like they're playing with Rod Brindamore's mind. But obviously, Rod's aged out of being able to play the game. But he's I don't know. If you put Rod out there, I'm sure he wouldn't look that out of place. Yeah, probably. He'd at least snap back 60% of his face-offs. Yeah. So they play defense hard on the stick every time. And could they be slashing calls? Maybe. 
But my God, you do not, you have no time or space when you're playing against these Carolina Hurricanes. And it doesn't matter what D-pair or what line you're up against, Ross. I would say that's the Carolina Hurricanes' biggest strength. And uh, maybe off this, we can go into the Carolina Hurricanes lineup. But um, yeah, this team, especially they got Tara Vinen back in the lineup this time. He was absent last game. So he's a big part of their top six there. And it's going to be difficult to... Uh, beat this team as they've had the Sens number for it seems like the last three years Ross it's just been crazy what this Hurricanes team has done to Ottawa totally agree and and you look at up and down their lineup it's just all about depth like you said they don't have a single point per game player nope their leading score isn't even close to a point per game really when you look at 69 points in 79 days in 79 games for Martin Neckash there it's all by by determination and by association. And obviously the resurgence of Brent Burns on the back end is, has been a huge reason for that as well. He, by the way, has maintained his uh, point-per-game status against the Ottawa Senators, the oh. only team that he's played that he's point-per-game for. He had one last night, 24 points in 23 career games. Where will we see Brent Burns tonight? Well, let's get to the Carolina Hurricanes line combinations. So... With that, we will start up front. The top line is Sebastian Aho in between Tevo Teravainen and Jesse Pugliarvi. So that's the all-finish line. Then you've got another Finn at center. Jesperi Kotkaniemi has 40 points this season. He centers Seth Jarvis and Martin Nikash. The third line is Jordan Stahl between Jordan Martinuk and Jesper Fast. And then it's Peter, <laughs> Peter Stastny. I don't think he could play. He's aged out. Yeah, that might be too far. Yeah. Paul Stastny in between Jack, don't call me Chris Drury, and Derek Stepan as well on the fourth line. On defense, it's Jacob Slavin with Brent Burns. It's Brady Shea with Brett Pesci. And it's Shane Gostas Bear with Jaden Chatfield. In goal, we think it might be Freddie Anderson. In goal, Anti Ranta got the win against the Senators in their last meeting. The Hurricanes are 50. 20 and 9 on the season. They're currently losers of two in a row. And they're going to be hungry tonight, as Pilsy said, because the division is far from wrapped up. And I believe, Ross, this is their game in hand on the Devils, too. So kind of a little extra motivation that you don't want to let this slip. And now you have the same games remaining as the Devils. So this is uh this is big for the Hurricanes. So if the Senators can do anything, I, I feel like they play well in that spoiler role and like I mentioned, it just seems like this team is elite at winning meaningless games. They had four meaningful games in a row, and they lost all four of them. Then they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, and they beat the Lightning of all teams 7-4. So hopefully they can keep that good energy going up against the Canes. Who is your lookout player for tonight's game? My lookout player is going to be Brady Shea, uh, Ross. I feel like last game, he was just all over the place. If I remember correctly, he had two points in that one i'm just double checking that quickly yeah a goal, a goal and an assist and uh he was physical he was getting in the mix like he was a guy that i really kept on seeing pop up there so brady shea is going to be who i'm looking out for in this one i'm gonna go down the middle with yes barry long the butt of our jokes when it comes to the montreal canadians passing on brady kachuk in 2018 but classic Montreal, just unable to be patient, hey, with a player because you look at what he's done in Carolina and yeah, he signed that big time deal, long term deal 
at the very least. Yeah. But you look at what he's been able to accomplish, and it's actually super impressive. He's hit the 40-point plateau. His career high with uh, Montreal was 20 or sorry 34 points as a rookie and then he went eight points in 36 games he went 20 points in 56 games well guess what in 30 less games he already has seven more points than he had in montreal and i still think that that he will be that middle six pivot that can play with good players and help out he's a plus player on this team i'm surprised actually got 50 pims too i didn't know he mixed it up and you look and it's just classic young guys that need to learn the league with Montreal, he won 45% of his faceoffs. And now he's up to 52. This year, wow. he's hitting 52.2. So I just think he, it's that slow and steady growth for him. Still 22 years old. And I think this is the perfect situation with him where he's learning from Sebastian Ajo as well, a guy who I'm sure he looked up to uh, in the two years. He's two years older than him. So even like when you're young coming up like that, 2016 Finland team at the World Juniors, whereas Ajo, Pugliarvi, and Line as a, as a line. And he was two years younger than that. Kakenyemi's uh, dad is a head coach in league as well. So right. you know this guy's well coached and he's able to kind of – now he's putting it all together. So I'm going to be looking out for uh, Jesperi Kakenyemi. Sick call, Montreal. I honestly feel, Ross, that like – and shout out to the, the fans and the media of the Habs. They just ruined him. Like they just got all over him. They didn't give him any time to grow. They It was just a classic case of, like you mentioned, just giving up on a player too soon and – I really think Kokkaniemi is going to do a really great job of replacing Jordan Stahl when he eventually kind of ages out and he's going to be that third line center that's able to move up and down the line up there. So yeah, nice, uh, nice choice there. We'll see how he does tonight. All right, let's turn our attention to the Ottawa Senators. God, that was so great being in the barn, hearing the dun, da dun, da dun, da dun. You know that they're coming out and it will be their final time coming out at home. Yes. For the 2022-23 season. We've got two shows after this one before the final game of the season. And we'll get into storylines, things that we want to see in that final game. But none bigger than Claude Giroux, 1,000-point chase. He's at 998 right now after the boys did a great solid for him. Brady to Timmy, Timmy to Giroux gets that goal on the empty netter as well. So he's at 998 points. We'll hit on some other milestones in a little bit. But how? Will the Ottawa Senators line up for tonight's game, you ask? Well, up front, the top line stays the same. It's Tim Stutzla between Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux. It's Shane Pinto between Alex DeBrinket and Drake Batherson. It's Mark Kastelik between Matthew Joseph and Pat Patty Brown. Goal scorer, Patty Brown. And then Dylan Gambrell with Igor Sokolov and Julian Gauthier. On defense, it's Jake Sanderson with Artem Zub. It's Eric Brandstrom with Nick Holden. And it's Tyler Clevin with Jacob Bernard Docker. This morning at Morning Skate, Mad Sogard was in the starter's end. He's 7 6 and 2 on the season with a 337 goals against average and an 887 save percentage. No extras, but the injury list is absolutely absurd. It's Norris, it's Kelly, it's Broussard, it's Watson, it's Chikrin, it's Shavat, it's Hamannick, and it's Anton Forsberg. Yeah, the injury list is crazy, Ross. We need to screenshot that list and just have it ready to post later on and just be like, remember how many guys were injured for this team? Like, man, you toss those guys in the lineup and this is an entirely different team. It's not guys, it's dudes that are out. True, like, that's three a lot of dudes. Top, three yeah. of their top four defensemen going for most of the season. Yeah, yeah, that's big time. I mean, you know it's crazy when there's no extras available. 
Yeah, well, they also want to load up. We'll touch on, on Belleville at the end because yes. the out-of-town scoreboard, oh, we're rooting tonight. We'll Ooh. tell you who for a little bit later. But, Pilsy, give me your locked-on player tonight. My locked-on player tonight, it's simple, Ross. It's Ooh. Igor Sokolov coming off his first NHL goal. And, Ross, he he was able to do that. He only played six minutes and 54 seconds in that game. He's still able to get a goal. So I want to see his minutes bumped up at least closer to 10 minutes here because I think now that he's got that monkey off his back, he's got the confidence. And I just want to see more of the kid. Like, we, Igor is our guy. We will always support Igor. He's a great friend of the show. And we've got high hopes for him. And I think he just needs a little bit more of a chance. I like that he's getting to play with Julian Gauthier. I think those two as wingers uh, really support each other well, like we've already kind of touched on. And I don't love that Gambrell is the guy uh, in the middle for them, but that's okay. So I, I'm going to be locked on to number 75, Igor Sharkalov. Absolutely love that for you. Igor is uh, looking to build on that, and it's chip it out, chip it in. And when you're playing six minutes, that's what the coach expects of you. But I hope that tonight he, he keeps that confidence and is able to, you know, use that speed and use his great big frame and protect pucks because you need to protect pucks when you're going up against Carolina because they're quick at getting their sticks in lanes and not giving you any time or space. I'm between a couple right now. Obviously, Mad Sogard, we're going to be watching for tonight, needing a bounce back after. I mean, that's a tough situation to fly down. You haven't even practiced with the team. Then you're backing up. Then you're being thrown in. Uh, that was an awful coaching managerial decision to get him back down for, for that game against Florida. But I think I'm going to go with Matthew Joseph as my lockdown player. He still has the same amount of even strength goals this year as you and me. But man, when we're down in the 100s on Saturday... I know he always seems to play well against Tampa, his former team. But this guy was flying out there. He, he skates so fast. He was battling for pucks. I think tonight we could see his first even strength goal of the season, Pilsy. At least I hope so. Because even just for the confidence going into the summer, like at least have something to hang on to. And I just thought he caught my attention a lot on Saturday night. Nothing to show for it on the scoreboard. But uh, I'm going to be watching for Matthew Joseph to have a good game tonight. Agreed. Yeah, I thought he had a good game as well. And uh, that's the thing. These games may be meaningless, but it's there's a lot of guys fighting for contracts. Igor Sokolov, one of them. Uh, and guys that are just looking to go into the offseason with something to, um, to kind of uh, boost their morale and to get momentum for tra- training this offseason. So Joseph is one of those guys. And I won't, uh, I won't say this is the only reason. But you know guys are looking at the depth chart and saying there will be spots in the bottom six up for grabs. How can I get a head start on being the guy with the inside track for one of them? Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, I would say there's three open spots on that bottom six, right? Like Pinto, that's a lock. Joseph, that's a lock. And I I know you kind of hinted maybe Castle can be that fourth line center. I've already got him locked in as that fourth line center. I think he just fits in perfectly. So for me... The open spots are a third line left winger and then both wings on the fourth line. So fourth see what line, you got. Fourth line left winger because you got Matt, Matthew Joseph there, right? No, I got Joseph on the third line. Right, right. Yeah, so I'm third. saying there's an open spot, third line left winger, and then both fourth line wingers are open. Right. Matthew Joseph's a right righty, but he plays the left or is it the opposite way? 
Anyways, can they can players. move around either he, way. He that, can play either way. Yeah. Splitting splitting hairs there for sure. So yeah. yeah, exactly. Get get a head start on that, and I'm hopeful that we're we're all in on the shark. Like this guy, absolutely love the the personality that he brings, the head on his shoulders, and uh, we're obviously fired up for him getting his first goal in front of us. That was yeah. so sick. Um, up front, Alex Debrinket, man, this guy's red hot. Sends him the exact same record when Alex Debrinket scores <laughs> as they did during the Hamburglar run. Twenty. Yep. One. That's crazy. And two. So sick. So um, we're watching for him. Three more goals and he hits 30. Like all of a sudden that snuck up fast. Yeah, Ross, uh, our boy Jack Richardson posted a good poll. What's more likely? Tim Stutzler getting three goals to go from 37 to 40 or Alex Dabrinkit getting three goals going from 27 to 30. So Ooh. that's going to be an interesting chase for both of those guys. Two games left. Can they do it? Also, Timmy's one assist away from 50. So four points away from 90. People are like, oh, Timmy could be a 90-point guy. It's like, yeah, this year. Like <laughs> They're talking about it like it's all the way in the future. It's like, no, he could be a 90-point guy this year as 21-year-old. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we're going to be watching for that. Brady Kachuk needs two more points to guarantee himself being a point-per-game player Ooh. for the first time in his National Hockey League career. We talked about Claude Giroux two points away from 1,000. In his career, that would get him to 77 on the season. He's also Pilsy. Get this. This one's actually maybe even a wilder stat. Claude Giroux is two goals away from tying his career high in goals. Yeah. That's that's insane. Like I would never even put that expectation on him this year. And he he could hit it. So that's wild. 34. And that was the year he had 102 points. Could you imagine the career this guy would have if he wasn't wasted away in Philly for so long? <laughs> Dude, we could we could have been great, and we still yeah, will be with, exactly yes. with with Claude coming back. So that's a, a milestone. Obviously, we're going to be looking for as well. I'm trying to see any others. Obviously, a one one even strength goal for Matt to Joseph would be uh, really cool as well. Um, other than that, yeah, if the cat can hit 30, if if the cat gets four more points, he gets 70 points on the year. All of a sudden, it's not looking half bad either. And um, and Jake Sanderson at 31 points right now, it'd be cool to get him up to 35. And these are obviously a little bit uh, ambitious goals yeah. with only two games <laughs> remaining. But hey, why not? Because you already got Pinto to 20 goals. No more potential 20 goal scores uh, for the Ottawa Senators. But it would be nice to see that. And uh, Cassie's at seven goals. I don't think he's going to score three in two games. So they're not going to have anybody uh, reach 10 goals as well. Um, Austin Watson's at nine, but he's out for the rest of the season. And a salute to Austin Watson. If that is it with Ottawa, uh, Warrior. This guy, yep. like, never short on effort. We'll, we'll say that with Austin Watson. And I think when the time they brought him in, it was very appropriate. They needed that kind of stability and and that sort Agreed. of thing. He's been a great voice, I think, off the ice. But um, it almost feels like they've kind of outgrown Austin Watson in a way. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, I, I think uh, he's done what he's had to do. And uh, he's a guy that uh, the, the boys love having. He plays his role, blocking shots, hits, getting in fights, winning them, maybe not as much as you'd like, but he's he's sticking up for his boys. And uh, he's always a, a blast in the intermission interviews where he's got his shirtless uh, a couple answers there for all of us. So, yeah, Austin Watson, great great time as an Ottawa Senator. Ends his sense career with 176 games, we think. Tied with Curtis Lazar. They've played the same amount of games with the Ottawa Senators. Yes. Uh, Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show? Yes. Ross, we have some scoring guides for you in the AHL. This, 
The Ottawa Senators may be mathematically eliminated, but I'm not a hater like Ross Lautan. I even got nope. my po- my positive pillsy shirt on. What are you What are you going to say, Ross? Are you backtracking that you thought this team has been eliminated? Let's defend yourself here. Well, Igor just convinced me that they're not dead, so I'll take his good. Word. Okay, I, if I couldn't do it, I'm glad Igor could. But <laughs> this is. A Monday night is a rare time for a huge night in the AHL, Ross, as we know, uh, covering the the league. But we two. need there's – there's only two games, and they're both huge for the Belleville Senators. The Wilkes-Barre-Scranton Penguins are up against Laval, so it pains me to say, but we are Penguins fans in the Ugh. AHL tonight. Yeah, gross. Um, and then the Grand Rapid uh, Griffins – they're up against the Cleveland Monsters, not the Lake Erie Monsters, Ross. And we need Where's the Cleveland? Griffins to get <laughs> – What are they the Ontario Senators? What are you, what are you saying here? Lake um, Ontario Maple Leafs. <laughs> the St. Lawrence River Ottawa Senators. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, we need uh, the Penguins and the Griffins to win tonight. So – that's a big one because the Ottawa Senators, if we're looking at the standings, they are two points back of Laval, but there's 69 games played for Laval and the Senators, but the Monsters have a game in hand here, and it's going to come right down to the wire. As the Belleville Senators, they will have games up against the Rochester Americans and then two games up against the Marlies here uh, this weekend. So, And they're playing a three. It's a three-game stretch here. Rochester Friday, then Saturday, Sunday, the Marlies. So... Look out here, and they'll bring Igor back to Belleville after the NHL season is done, right? Well, he's he going to play four us. games in a row. Holy crap! Yeah, because they got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Yeah. And then Thursday in Buffalo for the Sens. Yeah, he's ready, man, and and I think oh, that's, he wants it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So hey, let's let's see what's next. I'm I'm just excited that they have a chance, as as little as it may be, there is a chance. So you're telling me. There's mm-hmm. a chance. Um, so I absolutely love that. My final thoughts, I'm just going to echo Pillsy's statement. The The love that we get every time we head to the CTC is is unparalleled. This is the unparalleled success we were promised. And the Sens have given it to us, 10-0-1. Don't know if that's good, but it's just awesome to be able to uh, interact with so many like-minded people. And uh, we always have such a blast when we come to the games. And it almost, in a way, like it sucks that we can't come more often. But it's kind of good because it makes it special every single time. And the the feeling I get when I walk into the building, it's just it's like coming home. So thanks for everyone who makes it so welcoming. Uh, shout out. I wish I had a name. I don't even think he introduced us. He just came up and threw money at us and said, next round on on me. Love the show. Absolutely appreciate everyone uh, who said hi, who took pictures and and all that. It's uh, it's truly a great community feel. And um, there's nowhere else I'd rather be on a Saturday night than the Canadian Tire Center. Yeah, honestly, in, yeah. in Canada, Ontario. Yeah, that's that's the thing we were talking about at the post uh, postcast crew, and we were saying, you know what? For all the flack we've given the CTC, I still love it, and I, I'm I'm ready for a new arena to be started uh, in the process here. But I have no issues going to the CTC. It's an absolute blast, and uh, the key is it, to, the the key, and I'll defend the people of Ottawa. Like people have to work till five; it's a bit tough to get there. Whereas we get there for doors open, and and we're ready to go. <laughs> work, huh? Yeah, it's 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 full of green light when we're at the Sens camp. 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, but the key, Ross, is the people. The people is what makes the pay- the place so good. And uh, yeah, we love it. Not nothing gets Ross on cloud nine more than walking around Ottawa, pointing out all his old stomping where grounds. it used to be. Where it used to be. That that was the the line of the day on on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, getting into the CTC, it just lifts our spirits. So an absolute blast. And we guarantee. We will be there for the home opener. So as soon as that schedule's up, take the days off work. Let the family know you're going to the game. Uh, if you're from out of town, book your transportation, get your hotels, because it's going to be an absolute blast at the home opener next season. It I can't come soon enough. It really can't. And I think the schedule comes out at the end of June. So, yeah, and we are. We are. Not maybe. We are doing a Send Central roadie next year. We're picking a spot, hopefully Seattle, Vancouver, maybe Arizona. We'll we'll figure it out, but we will be doing boots on the ground. We certainly will. And I got the C on my Kachuk jersey. Huge. So now, no no offense, Mr. Spezza, but outside of him, I got the last four captains because I think I have a a size small kids jersey, Alexi Yashin with the C on it. Then I got Alfie. I got Carlson. And now Brady Kachuk. So it looks sharp, the 2D there. Uh, again, thanks so much, everyone, making such a great weekend. Always great to come home, spend some time with the family and uh, and friends. Great to see Marsh and great to see Jack. And you'll see Jack again tonight with Pilsy and I. We're going to have a little three-way on the postcast after the final Sens home game of the regular season. It's been quite a ride, and we'll have plenty of time to eulogize it. We'll have plenty of time to get into exit interviews with players and course draft rankings are just around the corner but for today we say goodbye for brandon pillar i'm ross levitan and this has been the locked on senators podcast your team every day